Hi, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, Bridging the Gap, Real Estate for Women. Even though if they're getting a, a really high income W-2, then guess what? All the money they're getting from the real estate income can be offset by the tax passive losses that we're going to show for them, which are just paper losses, but they're really getting you know income. As a woman in real estate, I know firsthand that women are underrepresented and still tentatively venturing into real estate investing. While that is slowly changing, my goal is to propel it forward. We can do this. I am Atara Twersky, an attorney and real estate sponsor and investor from New York City. So here with me today is Dr. Vikram Raya. Vic has a great background story because he started out as a cardiologist he still is. I think once you're a cardiologist, you're always a cardiologist, right? <laughs> <laughs> but now he is the founder of Limitless Capital. He owns lots of properties and he's also a real estate mentor and coach. So I'm really excited to have Vic here today because I think we really need to really explore the ways that Vic is helping people and really how that started was by making a big change for himself. So Vic, welcome to my show. How are you today? Hi, Atara. Thanks for having me. I'm really happy, like I said, to have you. Your background was in cardiology. You were also into integrative and functional medicine. Is that correct? Yeah, I started my career um, as, a, as a cardiologist, as a doctor. I just wanted to help people. I had family people, family members who had heart attacks. And so practiced for about eight to 10 years as a cardiologist and then um, had an interest in trying to go beyond that. I wanted to figure out, like, is there a better way to maybe... Uh, tackle heart disease and really help go upstream, if you will. And and I and I got trained in something called functional integrated medicine, which is essentially treating the root cause of the disease versus just the symptoms. And uh, But before I made that risk to go and do my own practice, cash-based, concierge kind of practice, I was like, I need to figure out another stream of income. And so I, I thought about options and then it didn't work out so well. Then I was like, all right, let me try real estate. And then I did single family, started a company called Dare Investments, took that up to about 30 single family homes. And then I was like, all right, how do I take it to the next level? And so I wanted to scale. And I know entrepreneurs, if they really want to be a true entrepreneur, you have to learn how to scale your business. And so I, I, I decided to form Viking Capital, my real estate investment company. And so now, you know, we took that to a certain level. But um, during the pandemic, I was put at a different crossroads. People started reaching out to me like, you know, yeah, I'm a doctor, but I'm not, my job is not safe. Um, you know, I, my surgical center got shut down. All these things started happening. So people asked me to be on their podcast and I started speaking a little bit more and sharing my story it seemed to resonate with the physician sort of tribe, if you will. And then one thing led to another. And then people started asking me to coach and mentor them. I'm like, I don't really do that. I'm trying to focus on my, my job. My- I'm trying to make money as an entrepreneur in real estate. Yeah. <laughs> entrepreneur. Right. I'm trying to be a, a, a physician and I'm, you know, I have a family, you know, I have two kids, nine and 11 and, you know, my wife as well. So I was pretty busy, but then they really were like insistent. And so I, I formed a, a third company called Limitless MD, where I help physicians really, you know, master success in business and life. And, you know, it's just been an amazing journey to have, you know, all these opportunities to work with so many people from so many walks of life. And so now I'm really in a, in, in a cool position and, um, you know, uh, Viking just got n- n- nominated to be Inc. 5000 fastest growing companies. And so 
really pleased and um, and happy with the progress. And it's really about like just you know getting folks just like the your podcast listeners to say, hey, look, they're playing here, but their capabilities are way up here. So it's time for people to just explode their potential and let's go. So it's really interesting, right? Because as you know, you're a doctor, I'm a lawyer, as you know, professionals, sometimes we think like we have to use our education for what we originally intended to use it for, right? And so veering off that track of saying like, okay, I know I went to medical school or law school, or I know I became an accountant or I have an MBA, but now I'm going to kind of shift thinking and use some of those skills, but then maybe acquire new skills to become an entrepreneur. That's like a leap that not everybody is able or willing to take, right? So it's kind of a different mindset already, right? To become that person who says, I want to make that transition. Would you say that it's a certain type of person or are you really speaking to everybody? I really think um, sometimes our jobs can be our jailers versus counselors and stop using your job as your identity. You're, you're, you're Atara, I'm Vikram, you know, someone else is their name and they're, they're a mom. They are a, you know, entrepreneur. They are an investor. They're, you know, they're uh, a spouse. They are uh adventurer. Maybe they climb mountains they do so many different things. So you're not just a lawyer. Lawyer is what you do in this phase of your life. And it's a skill set you've acquired, but it doesn't, shouldn't restrict you. And what I've done is I've, one of the identities I loved is more of an all-encompassing identity is this concept of the Renaissance man. And I'm a big fan of Leonardo da Vinci. I, we just came back from Italy, my whole family for a month. We were out there. And so I was listening to Walter Isaacson's you know, biography of Leonardo while I was in like Florence and like checking his things. And so it really resonated with me. I'm like, that's what I want to be. So it's like, let's, how do I do that? And I was like, all right, well, you know, stay, you know, learn things I'm passionate about, get good at them, get the best mentorship and guidance, and then don't be a dabbler, be a master and then help others along the way. And so I think your listeners you know, if they let go of that one thing they were told they are and just embrace a lot of the things, but that doesn't mean also, I mean, and there's a dark side to that. There's a superpower, if you will, but there's the dark side to the superpower. The dark side is if you go superficial with multiple things, you're not going to be fulfilled and you're not going to get traction. You're not going to get success. So there's sort of a balance. Right. Well, it's interesting that you talk um, about Europe and, you know, traveling now and wanting to be a Renaissance man, Um, because I think like saying what you do as the very first uh, way of introduction is almost exclusive to the U.S. If you travel the world, people don't say, hi, my name is Atara. What's your name and what do you do? Right. But that is like very normal here in the U.S. and it really isn't normal elsewhere. And I think that is because in a lot of other countries, it is really more about what you are that defines you and the things that interest you rather than just what is my job. So I think that that's um, interesting. And I think that, you know, we're being taught here in, in the U.S. and I think the pandemic really helped teach us that that, you know, maybe I don't want to be that person who is just defined by my job. And I think a lot of people are, are saying, 
yeah, well, what do I really want to do that's that I feel passionate about? And I think that is where entrepreneurship becomes so interesting to a, a subset of people because what else can they really do other than their job? Well, being an entrepreneur, while there is a lot of work involved, it also frees you up because once you're on that track, your time is really more your own. And that's very freeing, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I'm sort of... Um... Uh, talking to my young nieces and nephews are applying to colleges and I'm like, they're like, Hey, what do, what do I end up wanting? What do I want to do with my life? And, and I, I was reading this uh, concept of sort of this intersection of three thoughts. So if you get this trilogy, right, you can probably figure out the right job and role for you in life. And it's one is your passions intersect with your skill sets intersect with the trends of the time. So, you know, whatever, if you can figure out, something that you're really good at, but you're, you're, you would, if you're really good at it and you're interested in that, what happens is you're willing to outwork most people. And for you, it doesn't feel like work. Like I'm not interested in crypto. I just, I just don't get it. I don't understand it. <laughs> I know a lot of people do. And what happens is if I'm competing with a person and we're both trying to start a crypto fund or trying to create crypto investments or do something, they're going to win because you know I'll do the bare minimum to move forward, but they're going to outwork me and out hustle me because they're interested in it. If, but the, the tables are turned, if they're going to talk about real estate or multifamily, because that's what I do. So, and in this time and age, both are actually trending in terms of it's a trend. There's a huge interest right now in alternative investments like real estate. That's what you, you and I both share an interest in same thing with the crypto. So those, but like, let's say we were talking about, I don't know, nuclear energy may not be the most ex may not be the most trending thing right now. So if you could find that tri uh, that that intersection of three things, that Venn diagram, right, you're in the sweet spot of trending, interest, and skill set. I love that. So, okay, so, but here you are a doctor, right? What makes you think like, okay, now I can become like a property, multi, you know, multifamily property owner, and I could like build this empire. Like what made you feel like I could do this? Was there someone in your family that you were modeling or like, how did it come to you? Even though my mom and dad always wanted me to be a doctor, um, it was interesting that uh, my dad always had this sort of entrepreneurial drive. And, you know, he always knew that he was sort of scared because he couldn't always go all out because he had to take care of my kids. I mean, his kids and me, me and my brother and, you know, my mom. And so he had to always make sure that he couldn't take too much of a risk because he didn't want to, you know, he was a first generation immigrant coming here. And, but he instilled in me that like working for someone long-term is not the right way to go. You, you want to, you know, be, you want to have a hunger. You want to have a killer instinct, he used to say. And so that, that was one of the inspirations I would say early on. Um, the other inspiration really was, you know, as I was practicing, um, so, you know, in my third year of cardiology practice, people were still asking me, hey, okay, here's your three weeks of vacation for the year. When do you want to take it so uh, we can give you permission? I was like, dude, I'm a grown man. I don't want permission to take like a vacation. And then it was, I just felt like there's so many handcuffs. And then, you know, there's the nickname is the golden handcuffs for like these high so the, the, the people I coach and work with and the people who start investing with me and my companies, they're what I call these high income, low net worth folks. And it's an interesting subset of folks. There's a lot of people out there that are high income, low net worth. So they can live a luxurious lifestyle, but they're one or two paychecks away from it all crashing down. And they still have a scarcity mindset. They don't feel comfortable, even though 
you know, they drive a Mercedes Benz, they have a nice home and they, you know, vacation in the Hamptons, but there's still, there's an angst with these folks because they don't have true wealth. And so my goal is to help these people because first of all, no one's going to cry for them. <laughs> they don't, no one's going to feel sorry for them, but <laughs> these right. are the people that if they wanted to, they can potentially blow it up, create generational impact, you know, write $50,000 checks to charity, you know, take care of their kids, their grandkids, their great, great kids, grandkids, and like do something meaningful that have both income and impact. Right. So what do you say now to a lot of those people who might say, you know, now's not a great time, but come on, look, look what's going on with interest rates, what's going on with inflation, like this isn't the best time. What do you say to those folks? They're thinking like the 95% or the 98%. And I'm thinking like the one to 2% where like, I'm like, yes, I was waiting for this. I'm like uh, backing the truck up right now. I just came back from Atlanta. I had six broker meetings. I have probably seven off-market deals. People are uh, failing to deliver on the promises in terms of like as a buyer and a seller. So deals are falling out of contract. And they're like, Vic, oh man, we need to close this. Do you mind coming in and stepping in? I'm like, please. Yeah, absolutely. This is serious. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to get deals for probably another 90 days to six months. And after that, the deals are gone. And then we roll back to the, I mean, I'll still find good deals, but this is the time, like there's a three month period right when the pandemic hit that people had some crazy deals. There's probably another two to three months here that's going to happen. So people like myself, like Warren Buffett, Elon Musk, people are looking for opportunities when, when there's, you know, there's a joke, like when there's, you know, when people are greedy, be fearful and people are fearful, be greedy. This is that time to go in and seize these opportunities. Okay. So I agree with you. Um, and my show is really to empower women who are professional women. I'm not suggesting that every woman uh, take that MBA or that MD or that law degree and throw it away. I'm, I'm really suggesting that they take that disposable income that they're making from being a professional woman and really understand the asset class of real estate. So how do you tell women who are just interested in finding out, like, I want a great deal to invest in. Like, how do they go about that intelligently? Because research actually says that, you know, when women invest in real estate, they really want to understand it. And that's what I'm trying to do. And I'm glad to have you on because I would love you to explain to our female listeners, you know, how do I find a great deal? Yeah. You know, we have a tremendous amount of females in our investor base um, in Viking Capital. And, uh, you know, whether the male or female, the the most successful people first make a declaration. They get clarity. What do I want? If I'm um, a powerful professional woman, then I'm trying to figure out where am I in my career? Am I, for, am I single and I'm successful and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm just looking to grow or am I, you know, married, perhaps I have children and then I'm thinking to, you know, create a nest egg or maybe I'm retired and I'm a woman, I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'm, I'm looking to replace my income because I'm looking to enjoy my life and have lifestyle design. So it depends on their stages. But I would say number one is get absolute clarity. Once you have clarity, then it's like, all right, what's your why? You know, and you may want to invest in things you're philosophically aligned with. If you're a person who's really into ESG, environmental sustainability growth, perhaps you're not going to invest in a oil and gas syndication even though the returns are pretty powerful, right? So right. you, you want to so get philosophically aligned, get that clarity, and then figure out what do I have to play with? So if you're making 100,000, 200,000, 300,000, 500,000, a million dollars a year, what is your 
investable amount per year. And then I would say already probably going to be covered in the sense that you have a traditional advisor who's probably going to put you in the typical stocks, mutual funds, bonds and stuff. But if you're looking for alternative assets, I really think real estate should be part of your portfolio. And the reason why I say that is it's been around for 5,000 years. It's not going anywhere and it's getting more scarce over time. So um, I prefer to invest in things I understand. I understand multifamily. I also know that it's one of the most safest asset classes, conservative, but the returns are quite good. I mean, you can get between one and a half to three X multiple on your money. Capital preservation is number one. So if you're really concerned, if you're really conservative, then you know that's 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 important for you. Number two is I want cash flow. I want things that come, I want money in my mailbox. And number three, I want a big pop when I sell it. And number four, if I'm a high income professional like a lot of the people on your show, Atara, and they're women, then they need something to be more tax efficient. Cause if they're paying high taxes, that's not good. So if they're getting perhaps they're getting money as a K1, then this will be a huge tool for them. Or even if they're even though if they're getting a, a really high income W2, then guess what? All the money they're getting from the real estate income can be offset by the tax passive losses that we're going to show for them, which are just paper losses, but they're really getting, you know, income. So this is why, you know, for example, multifamily. Uh, syndications make a, to- to- a lot of sense. And um, I would say, and then finding sponsors. So you want to vet people. Hey, have they been in business before? How long have they been in business? How many deals right. have they done? Um, what happens when, and, and you ask them their worst case scenario. What's your worst case scenario? What's your best case scenario? Um, what happens? Have you ever not paid a distribution? Um, have you uh, ever lost an investor dollar? And once I get all that and I feel comfortable then I would put it a test investment. Maybe it's 25, maybe it's 50, maybe it's 100K. And I would work with them. And if I'm comfortable after about a six months to a year and I like the investor communication, there's good transparency and I understand what they're doing and they're get, explaining to me and there's good reporting, then I'll up, I'll up the ante. And perhaps I'll choose maybe two other folks and I would have like at least two to three people I trust and I'd rotate my money with those three, those folks. I think that's great advice. I'd like to add to that because I think that women... Um, and men, but a lot of times women have a very good gut instinct. And I think we're taught in business to sometimes ignore that, that the numbers just have to work. And I'm all about the numbers and so are you, right? Because deals have to make sense on an analytical model. We get that. But I think also as far as who to invest with, you have to have a good guttural feeling like this is a person that I trust and that I like. Would you agree? Yes. Um, You know, I've invested in like not only my my deals in syndication, but I think like these 30 other deals all over the country. And in those things, it's really like, do I know, like, and trust that person? And, you know, I, I, I believe my brain, but my heart and my gut also align too. So when you have three, all things in alignment, that's a go for me. Well, it's interesting because you said you segue from cardiology and some functional medicine and right. And I think that, um, understanding functional medicine is really understanding how the whole body works. And I think that that's true of your gut and true of real estate deals. It's understanding that there's more to the deal than just the numbers. The numbers have to work, but it's also about like, what's the vibe of the place where you're investing in, right? And that's kind of um, similar to like functional medicine in the sense like, what is going on in the body? What's going on in the neighborhood that you're investing in? So I think there's some interest. There's an interesting synergy there. So are you still practicing at all as an MD? So uh, I, I don't have my physical clinic anymore, but I, you know, 
I have so many requests from people all over the country who are interested in like reversing, you know, some gut issues or health or they want more energy. And so I advise and consult with a lot of um, executives, doctors, you know, um, high income professionals all over the country. And on top of that, I have like two programs where, you know, I don't really advertise this, but I help people go through a complete sort of reset, if you will. And it's called uh, the Vitology Institute. And so I do that as well. Um, But really, you know, uh, what I've found is like, I, there's usually one goal or one ambition or one thing that if you do this, it will unlock the doors for everything else. And so I really believe that. I think if I, once we take Viking to that next level, I think I can hire a whole C-suite t- team that can continue to run Viking while I can pursue all my other passions and interests. Ah, that's interesting. Well, we have a lot to, more to talk about. We'll do that on another show because I, I love like, the whole idea of eating healthy and how like what you put into your body really affects everything around you. Um, I, I always yeah. like kid around, like I've been giving my kids like brown food forever, yeah. brown rice, whole wheat, like they don't yeah. know anything else. And I think let, that's so important to the let rest. Me, let me are. serve your listeners right now and just tell them some strategy. Like, I don't care if they're super healthy and fit or they're, they're, you know, they're looking for that midsummer reset, but there's a strategy that I've investigated that I've done myself. And, I've put a lot of friends and family and patients on it. It's called um, the Prolon uh, five-day reset program. And what it is, is essentially, it's a f- we know fasting is really healthy for our body, but it's very difficult to do. So most people can't yes. do it. So there's something called a fasting mimicking diet, where essentially you trick your body to go into a fasting state, but you're still eating food. And so it's five days and it's literally, you cannot mess it up because all the food comes in like this uh, box. And, if, and it, it reminds me of Apple you know, the company, Apple computers created a, you know, a health and food plan. It would look like this. And so it's really trendy, very cool, very simple to use. And it's like day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, all the foods there. It's all prepared by Italian chefs. It's all vegetarian. And if you go through this, essentially you'll, most women on, on, on average lose about between five to eight pounds that week. They shrink their stomach size. They increase their stem cells they decrease inflammation, their sugars, and their cholesterol. And I, no, well, I think what you said is really true. It's like we know how we're supposed to eat, right? But it's just sometimes too hard to do. So this is a, a really nice um, idea. Tell me what it's called again. It's called Prolon, P-R-O-L-O-N. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, I, I think it's fantastic. I, th- I Like I said, whatever you put into your body, I, I believe comes out. It comes out on your skin, on your face, everywhere. And I think it comes out in your attitude toward life. So I think like everything is synergetic. You have to have a healthy mindset in order to be successful and to be happy. So um, I think it all starts there. And I think as women, we like to integrate. And I think this is a great way to integrate um, positivity in our life. And thereby, you will then be successful. So let's end with that. But we definitely have a lot more to talk about because I think you're really super interesting on a lot of different levels. Tell um, my listeners, where can they find you if they would like to get a hold of you? Sure. It's um, my website, vikingmultifamily.com. If they want to get a hold of our company, Viking Capital, and if they want to learn more about you know anything or potentially consulting or anything like that, it's vikramraya.com, V-I-K-R-A-M-R-A-Y-A.com. And as a special bonus to your listeners, we have a, a free course that we offer on our on our on our Viking multifamily website. It's it's a seven day passive income course where they can just learn everything about real estate and syndications and 
investing and it's just a good educational tool for them. So they can get that on our website. Oh, wow. Thanks so much, Vic. Well, thanks for coming on. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. I appreciate it. And um, thanks uh, for all that you're doing, you know, for everyone out there. Good luck. (laughs) Keep doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for empowering women because I I really think that if you awaken the the female uh, professional woman to invest, I think it's going to I think it's going to provide a lot of benevolence and positivity to the investing world. And we need it. Oh, wow. Thanks. That's amazing. I appreciate you saying that. All right. Take care. Bye for now.